0: Welcome to Stories in Bold. I'm Luke McGinty, and this is The Whole Story. In Chicago, there's a place by Lake Michigan where you can get dinner with a god. It's small, a fancy setup with a view of the water and only room for two. A seat there costs more than a car. But if you pay the price, you can ask the god anything you like. And she knows everything there is to know. Raymond King was willing to pay the price. He pulled up to the unassuming little building and parked his expensive car around back. He wore a dark suit and an overripe purple tie. Inside, he took his seat at a square table in the center of a quietly opulent yet mostly empty room. There was no music playing, and the full darkness of the place drew his eyes off towards the broad, bright window to his right. The endless bulk of the lake lurched out to the horizon, and the sky above it was turning its evening shade of shadow-bruised blue. It would be night soon. He waited and watched the turning of the sky. Then he heard the sound of a woman's high heels clicking on hardwood. The lake and the sky were quickly forgotten. She was coming. Ray stared straight ahead towards the sound of the footsteps and a door at the far end of the room. His shirt collar felt tight as the sound of her came closer. He worried that his suit would seem too big, that he'd look like an imposter or a child when she finally came through that door. He breathed deep and rolled his shoulders back, set his eyes hard ahead and reminded himself who he was. And then, all at once, the clicking stopped. He turned in his seat, confused, and then she was there, impossible and beautiful, as she appeared in an instant, and without a sound, in the seat on the other side of the table, across from him. At the same time, a single cut of steaming red meat appeared on the plate in front of him. It smelled like heat and iron. Raymond King. Her voice was clear and strong, and without a hint of malice. She had sharp, knowing eyes, and just a ghost of a smile at the edge of her mouth. Yes, he said, after a moment of shock. Thank you for having me. He waited. What's your name? My name isn't important, she said. That's not fair, Ray smiled. I thought I got to ask you anything I want. Oh, you do? But that doesn't mean I have to answer. Well, that's no fun. How do I know you're not just going to cut me off once I get to something you don't want to tell? Well, you're just going to have to trust me. I'm very generous with what I know, just not with my name. I hope so. I have lots of questions. Oh, really? Her ghost of a smile became a hint of one. Prove it. Ray scanned the room. His eyes fell on the thick wooden floorboards, and then he turned to take in the lake and the sky that lay just outside the window before his gaze drifted back to the table, where a single lonely plate sat with a thick cut of meat, precisely seasoned and artfully arranged in the center. Ray nodded. Let's start simple, he said, and edged the plate an inch in her direction. Where did this come from? That's what you want to know. It's Chilean beef, farm-raised, fresh, slaughtered, three days ago. Ray sat back in his seat. Is that it? He said. You want more. Is there more? There's always more, she said. But most things are simple. Most things are better without the details. The story can be bigger than the thing itself. Give me all of it, he said. I want to hear it all. You want it all. Yes. What's the story behind this thing? What's the whole story? She breathed deep, and Ray realized that she blinked for the first time since they'd started talking. There was no strain, no effort, nothing close to a sign of struggle. And yet Ray knew that in the span of that breath, she was feeling and seeing more than any human mind would ever know. "'The cow never had a name,' she said. "'But it was well-loved by a farmer called Augustine Romano. "'He only ever raised a dozen animals at a time. and the last few years it's just been eight, since he's old, "'and his sons Matias and Martin have moved away to Santiago "'to learn to be teachers. "'This cow was one of those eight. And Augustine raised it from birth to be a prime cut, a tender big-ticket cow for rich customers in other countries, places that he knew he would never visit. He woke up with the sun every morning to massage its legs and its neck and its chest. He spent more time with that cow than his own wife. And yet he never named it because he never loved it. He only ever loved what it could give him. Augustine knew that cow would make him enough money to send his sons to school for another year, if he raised it right. So he fed it by hand, and the grass he grabbed was grown from soil that was dead a thousand years. But before that the dirt had been a warrior, a Mapuche fighter named Cautaro who before he rotted had been called to defend his town, but he was young and untrained, and although he felt honor in his chest and pride that he would serve his people, when he went to battle he took a spear in the shoulder and died, bleeding next to his friends within eyeshot of the only place they'd ever known. But soon that place was ash, and their bodies baked in the sun and turned slick in the rain, and soon they were nothing but bones, and then nothing but dirt and nothing but grass, in the hand of a father, feeding a cow that was killed three days ago and flown to Chicago, to be seasoned by a cook who based his flavors on the smells his mother made in their kitchen, to distract herself from the bruises the father left on her body and hid from the son who would season the steak. That I just served to you. She looked Ray hard in the eyes. That's the whole story, she said. Or at least, enough. Ray leaned back in his seat. Yeah, that'll do. You just heard the whole story by me, Luke McGinty. I think one of the things I like most about writing fiction is that you do get to hear the whole story. If I'm curious about someone's parents or what their childhood was like or what their fears are, if they're a fictional character, I can just come up with it. I get to know the whole story, it's something we often don't get in real life. And I think that's one of the things that was fun about this for me. You know, this character, Raymond King, is presumably very powerful man, a wealthy man, who yet finds himself struggling for answers and comes face to face with our nameless goddess in search of them. Now, obviously, I think his questions relate to things outside of just where his dinner comes from. So those are probably something we might touch on in a later story. Who knows? As for this podcast, Stories in Bold, I think this is going to be a place where I can share my writing, stories that interest me, and partially it's a way to force me to write, force me to write more, and get me a way to share what I'm interested in, stories I want to tell with you, with whoever you might be. I've never been one for the classification of genre. I think it's limiting. and Because for me, what makes a story good is not whether it's science fiction or whether it's a detective story or whether it's about, you know, sickness in a family. It's whether a story has impact, whether it has mass, whether it's bold, in bold, I guess. I appreciate it if you like the double entendre, by the way. So hopefully I've now set myself a challenge that the stories I share here will be, if not weighty or heavy, then at least something you will carry around with you that you'll feel knocking around in the back of your head. So if you want to read the story you just read and see it online or share it around, feel free to hop on my website. That website is theradicalbalance.com. There's a Facebook page as well. And if you want, feel free to follow me on social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at McGuinty Live. Uh, check out the feed later. Hopefully more stories soon. Thank you for being here.